listen to this man, he got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, now number 503. So today we'll be delving into a topic that's electrifying in more ways than one. I hope you'll understand that when we finish. And we'll be exploring the electrifying world of electromagnetic fields called EMFs and their impact on the human brain from adults to our littlest ones among us are children. So ladies and gentlemen, I do want to welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because grateful people are definitely happier. And every day that goes by, Hippocrates could not be more correct when he said, if you're not your own doctor, you're a fool. He was right then, he is right today and more true than ever. You have to be, as I've been telling you, the CEO of your body. You have right to ask questions, get answers, and be examined by your physician. So I think uh, we have to work at this attitude of gratitude and make happiness a lifestyle, even though this world is upside down. And I want to talk to you after we talk about how EMF can fry your brain. I want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in medicine and why you should be concerned. Because things are changing very, very rapidly. Things are changing rapidly in our world and in every field around us. And I can speak to the field of medicine. So about these EMFs in your brain, you know, these EMFs or electromagnetic fields are all around us and they are generated by devices we use daily, smartphones, Wi-Fi routers, power lines, but these are invisible waves and they interact in our intricate network of neurons in our brains. And there are consequences. And I hear all the time, I don't feel a thing. I'm I'm doing fine. I see it in my gym. I see everybody with the wireless earbuds. 
I refer you to episode 499 when I talk about that this is a human experiment. Episode 499. I see people carrying their cell phones. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But my mission here is to empower you with knowledge so that you can make informed choices and navigate this digital age, minimizing your risks. So just know I'm not here to scare you. So is your cell phone frying your brain or anything else? If there were a radiation leak at the local power plant, they'd evacuate the town. If it were in your house, you'd pack your bags and call the uh, the people in moon suits to come get you. But there's a chance right now you're being exposed to higher than acceptable levels of dangerous radiation, and the source of this exposure is in your pocket. And guys, it's zapping your privates. Or it could be right next to your head, pelting your brain for hours at a time. Yes, dear listeners, some cell phones are emitting far more radiation than anyone's let on and many times higher than the FCC's supposedly safe limits. And just about every cell phone emits more radiation than you think. But who's taking action to stop this tragedy? Well, we have some science to talk about. And the truth about cell phone radiation is that radio frequency radiation is listed as, quote, a possibly carcinogenic to humans, unquote, by the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer. The U.S. National Institutes for Health even admits there's clear evidence of a link to cancer in animal studies. And these studies have linked radio frequency radiation to brain tumors, sleep disorders, headaches, memory problems, hearing loss, reproductive issues, and more. Of course, the companies that make these devices say their tests find very low, sometimes they say very, very low levels of radiation, well below the safe limits. But there's a little trick. They are allowed to test these phones from nearly an inch away from your body. Now, tell me, is that realistic? When it's in a pocket or you're not talking into it, it's pressed right up against your body. And if the tests were done in the real world conditions, it would be a different story. The Chicago Tribune did a test with two millimeters. Guess what? It resulted in five times the safe limit of RF. And they they tested this with Samsung, Motorola, and iPhones. So this keeps happening. And guess what? When they're done in real world terms, These phones keep flunking the tests, but what's being done about it? Okay, you guessed it, nothing. 
So let's talk a little bit about what <clears throat> has been written up uh, about the brain tumors. According to uh, Children's Defense Network, decades of science, especially over the past 20 years, have found strong evidence of two types of brain tumors statistically correlated with cell phone radiation. The first, always malignant and usually fatal, is a GBM or a glioblastoma. I could tell you in my medical career, which is almost 60 years now, these were extremely rare in the beginning, but they're increasing. And you, you know, you may have heard that familiar names that have had this glioblastoma, like Senator John McCain, Senator Ted Kennedy, Johnny Cochran, Bo Biden. The second type of tumor that's been correlated to cell phone radiation is a benign tumor of the auditory nerve called an acoustic neuroma. But research is also connecting thyroid tumors, oxidative stress, DNA damage, sperm damage, leaks in the blood brain barrier, which I am very proud to say that seven years ago, I start talking about that. This blood brain barrier is supposed to protect our brains from toxins and cognitive impairment. Sarah Russell was a guest on my program six years ago, and she told us that from her expertise in mercury, that a cell phone makes the blood brain barrier leak and mercury can go from our bodies to our brains. And now we're finding that individuals, some individuals are more sensitive to these, these waves. And it can cause ringing in the ears called tinnitus. It can cause headaches, fatigue, sleep disruption, vertigo, cognitive impairment, and loss of memory. Some people refer this to the electrosensitivity syndrome. Electromagnetic sensitivity, ladies and gentlemen. Remember the Havana syndrome when our diplomats had a get out of Cuba? Well, they, the research has suggested that radio frequency and EMF radio frequency electromagnetic radiation was likely the cause. You know, some substances over our lifetime were presumed by us to be safe because of all the advertising and, and brainwashing by the industry and the people that make these devices. Remember doctors advertising cigarettes? Asbestos was synonymous with fire safety. DDT was not a problem. DDT is good for me, remember that? I'll tell you something though about EMFs. You can quit smoking. That really is doable. It's a heck of an addiction, but it's doable. But what can you do about secondhand electromagnetic field pollution? It's everywhere. Every time we jump from one generation of wireless technologies to another, the amount of electromagnetic fields we are all being exposed to increases exponentially. 
the best functional medicine doctors in the world, like Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, who's an MD and a PhD, have observed EMFs are at the very root cause of many so-called mysterious symptoms. You ever hear of people going to the doctor because of they're tired all the time, they can't sleep, they feel depressed and they have digestive issues, and the doctor runs a million dollars worth of tests and says it must be psychological because the doctor never considered that it could be electrosensitivity syndrome. Because no biological studies have been done to prove their safety. And EMF safety standards have not been updated since 1996. And at that time, we're based on short-term exposures and only to one device. And here's something that I found out that's really piqued my concern, is that growing children's brains are especially at risk as their head absorbs twice the radiation as compared to adults. Now, I couldn't find anything else, but a 2014 survey showed that up to 75%, 75% of four-year-old children possess their own cell phone. Possess their own cell phone. Isn't that incredible? So we're, what else do we have? Well... I mean, that's enough to get your interest in, right? Now we're going to be coming into the 5G, and that's going to be a whole new uh, safety issue, and we'll talk about that later on. And, you know, it usually takes decades for science to catch up with technologies. You know, even there's drugs been on the market for 10, 12, 14 years, and they're recalled because it takes time to see the side effects. The COVID shots, it won't be, it'll be years before we find out all the side effects of these shots. We know they are not effective and they don't prevent infection in the, in the person that has them. It doesn't prevent transmission. But what else? We are uh, going to find out long term. But we're seeing evidence of harm from this electromagnetic fields right now. We're seeing it right now, ladies and gentlemen. So um, numerous advocates have been urging the United States and Europe about these effects, but it's hard getting past all the money. There's no transparency like there wasn't with uh, the CV from Move On. It's deeply concerning that uh, there's no transparency. You know, even the unborn children are vulnerable to this electromagnetic fields because of their, of their developing nervous systems. And their brain tissue is even more conductive and can absorb more microwave radiation before they're born. So, 
be aware, these devices are not toys. They're not to be left with babies and children to put to their head because there's definitely consequences for those actions. So we have to keep our phones away from our bodies, reduce our usage when the signal, especially when the signal is weak. Keep this, our phones away from our bed. Take them out of the bedroom at night. If they're in the bedroom, put them on airplane mode. If you're not using an air tube headset, you shouldn't use any at all. Our bodies are very, very sensitive to this, this, these fields. And I talked about electrosensitivity when I talked about the earbuds. The other danger of these electromagnetic fields besides they can fry your brain and, but they can cause the processes that cause chronic diseases. You know, and that's the mitochondrial damage. We've talked about the mitochondria, the energy powerhouses of our cells. It can cause nitrites to be released. And these interfere with mitochondrial function and cause dysfunction and are thought by some specialists to be the root cause of many of today's chronic diseases like fatigue, tinnitus, vertigo. You know, you can't see or hear or smell these, these fields, right? You go next to your router, you can't smell or hear anything. And most people don't feel it, but if you're part of the percentage that are electrosensitive, you will not feel these biological effects taking place. So there's been many, many articles about the wireless industry and how they can affect your health. So, Researchers that you might want to look into are Martin Paul, P-A-L-L. He's a Ph.D. Uh, Dr. Beckman. I mean, there's Dr. Milham. He's a physician and an epidemiologist. Dr. Havas, associate professor at Trent University in Canada. All of this... I'm bringing to you so you're more, you're more knowledgeable about it and that I want you to appreciate that these electromagnetic field pollution can be taking a hidden toll on your health. And you can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't feel it. So even though you can't, researchers are telling us it can affect our body. Again, I'm just bringing this not to not to get you upset, but just as you you have some knowledge about it. And the last thing I'll talk to you about is 
the EMF's immune function. They disturb our immune function. What have I said for four years now? You have to have a superior interior. Our third brain is in our gut. And these EMFs are everywhere and can cause allergic responses and inflammatory conditions. Some researchers believe that the rise in incidence of allergies and asthma and sensitivities worldwide are a warning signal as chronic exposure to electromagnetic fields may lead to immune dysfunction, chronic allergic responses, inflammatory responses, and overall ill health. Nothing to sneeze at, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure everyone knows of, of everybody, people that have allergies and and asthma these days. Cell damage is taking place. And there's also evidence that it can contribute to DNA damage. And these effects can occur at levels way below what the U.S. says is safe. But remember, there's been no biological testing of these, of these fields. So they say the body of evidence that shows that EMFs cause harm has become too large to ignore. There's a, there's a website called greenmedinfo.com. There's a thousand abstracts on EMF and their connection to uh, diseases. A thousand. And the last thing is the superior interior, this third brain that had gone undetected for thousands of years. The microbiome in this, in our gut is our body's operating system. Trillions of bacteria, fungi, viruses, and other microbes. We have more DNA from them than we have human DNA. And the, the microbes in our brain in our gut and on our skin and the microbes in our brain are just as important as the neurons and glial cells. In other words, they're just important as the nerve, the, the cells that are, are make up the nervous system. And EMF destroys how the DNA communicates with, with itself throughout the intestine or third brain. That's why I recommend it. Something that I get no remuneration from is that, uh, is the, uh, spore biotic because, uh, the spores are so tough. They can get down into your gut and without being destroyed in the stomach. And we have to keep managing and balancing these beneficial bacteria, huh? Because the microbiome is everything. It really is. Okay, so I hope you have an idea of how important it, it is to have a superior interior and be conscious of electromagnetic fields. Turn those Wi-Fi routers off at night. Put your phone in air, airplane mode and 
when it's in your pocket and close to your body, never put it in your bra. Okay, because there are definite biological effects. So, I hope that's been of some interest to you. In the last few minutes of this podcast, though, I just have to bring to your attention uh, what I've been saying. You have to be the CEO of your own body, and you have to take care of yourself. There's there's been some articles out now that are just, inc- I mean, if they, they, they should wake you up. Because the United States spends twice as much on health care as similar countries, but scores the worst on nearly every health metric. Think about that. We spend more than our peer nations and we have worse outcomes. Americans, on average, live shorter lives. They have more chronic illnesses. And, get, and the sad part is they also have a higher odds of dying by suicide. We also have the title that we're not proud of, of having the highest rates of maternal mortality. Now, if that doesn't pique your interest, I don't know what what will. We're living shorter, dying sooner, spending the most money than anybody in the world among our peer nations. Could it be the system is broken? This pill for an ill? The weaponization against anything natural? The conspiracy theorist during the pandemic would not even allow the term natural immunity to be in, to be on the internet. But it turns out our natural immunity is better than any shot you can get. And if, when you dig into this report, it, it shows that 60% of the spending in healthcare goes toward bureaucratic and administrative costs. And a large share goes to compensating doctors and nurses more than any other country. Now, that wouldn't be so bad if doctors and nurses were doctors and nurses. But very, very few doctors examine anybody. A good doctor, by definition, in today's world is that he orders a lot of tests. He orders an MRI, a CAT scan, ultrasound, lots of blood work. The blood work comes back on fancy papers. And he's a good doctor. But did he look at, did he have you take your shirt off and and check that mole on your back? That little lump protruding in your groin? They don't do that. They listen to your heart through your sweater. They're interested in your cholesterol and prescribing statin drugs, not on lifestyle changes. And lifestyle changes, as Dr. Bruce Lipton has proven over and over again, can influence our genetic outcome. Our genes are only responsible for about 8% of what happens to us. We have, by altering our lifestyle, we can influence 92% of our outcome. 
Doctors don't talk about that anymore. So, again, only for your information. We have to take better, better care of ourselves. We have so much diabetes, cancer, asthma, dementia. The highest proportion of any wealthy country. And 86% of those health care costs are attributable to treating these chronic diseases. They use up gobs of money. Not good. The other report is about Americans spending nearly half of their lives taking prescription drugs. A pill for an ill paradigm that's not really working because some of the pills are to take care of the side effects of the ones that were prescribed initially. U.S. citizens take an average of five or more drugs at the same time. Five or more. A study done October 1st in the journal Demography estimated that a newborn boy in 2019 would have a life expectancy of 76.59 years, out of which he would take prescription drugs for 48% of his life or 36.84 years. Newborn girls would have a life expectancy of 81.72 years, and out of which 60% of 47.54 years would be spent taking prescription drugs. Wow. That's a lot of drugs. And it's getting higher all the time. And it's not funny, but... People will spend, can expect to spend more time taking prescription drugs than they might spend in their first marriage. Sad state of affairs. Over half of all men and women taking were taking drugs in 2019. You know, it's called polypharmacy, and we talked about that in previous episodes, the brown bag. You know, it's, it's good to have a, a pharmacist other than uh, the chain pharmacies, a private pharmacy where you can take your all your medication in and have the pharmacist go over them, see which ones may be reacting with one another. Maybe you're taking two drugs that do the same thing because our medical system is so fractionalized. We have a neurologist, a renologist, a cardiologist, a dermatologist. You know, we have a ist for everything. So we take too many drugs. And and again, what 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 did I just say? We have the poorest outcome of any of our peer nations. And polypharmacy raises the risk of falls. And how many people do you know that are elderly that fall and that really impacts their lifespan? 
Polypharmacy raises the risk of cognitive impairment and lowers our quality of life. And it costs a lot of money. Well, I mean, we really have work to do. And that's why it's important we stick together. People that have like-minded outcomes. Okay. Because the medical system is broken. A typical hospital stay in the United States will cost 384 hours of work for the average person. Average stay in a hospital is about $2,800 more or less. Average stay is four and a half days. The average earnings, they say, among private U.S. workers is $33.82 an hour. So it would take you 384 hours of work to pay that off. So be careful of your electromagnetic fields. Episode 499, we talked about earbuds. Today we talked about a fried brain. It isn't pretty because you could put bacon there. We talked about it. We want to have a quality of life. We want to try and make the world better. And we can't do that if we're sick. And everybody thing around us is sick. If you go to any apartment building, you'll you turn on your uh, network finder on your phone. You'll see you are surrounded by Wi-Fi routers. bombarding you it's you can like i say you can avoid secondhand smoke but you cannot avoid secondhand electromagnetic fields around us all the time so in the next program not, well, not the next one but in, in a future program we will talk about ways to mitigate some of these this, these fields and it's going to uh, involve uh, electromagnetic field Mitigation, which can be done with uh, shungite crystals. And uh, other devices that you can carry with you. And But, you know, distance is your friend. The further you are away from the, your phone, the further you're away from the router, the further you uh, keep everything away from you, you know, use the speakerphone, the better you're going to be. And definitely keep these darn things away from our children. Give them a chance to have a normal life, huh? Without all the allergies and everything else that these kids have today. I mean, I, it just—it's just so sad. I'm in my mid eighties, and I—I I never thought I'd be talking about this like this. So we have to, I want to talk more about keeping this uh, second and third brain healthier with more mindful eating, trying to keep you out of this sick system called medical care. Keep you socially engaged because 
Socialization is the number one thing that centenarians have in common. Loneliness is, is linked to a lot of diseases and recently just linked to Parkinson's disease. So socialization and having, that, having an attitude of gratitude. So ladies and gentlemen, that's enough talking from me. I appreciate, uh, oh, thank you for, I just got back to you. Thank you for your comment. Uh, you know, the, this program is on, uh, Podbean, of course, but it's on everything else too, like Apple and Spotify. If you ever want to leave me a comment, I appreciate it. We will be starting a series with Pastor Anthony. I just don't know when yet. The preacher and the teacher, because uh, we really have to stay balanced. We have to, in my opinion, get back to our roots. And ward off all the Satanistic rituals that are going on around us. But we'll have a preacher and a teacher episode in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Freddie will take us home. Have a great... Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know. Tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week